0: Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship.
1: Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie.
0: Welcome back to Disciple Her Podcast. This is episode 3 with Candy and Julie. Jules, how are you today?
1: I'm great. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Y'all have had
0: quite the week at your house, have you? We have, yes. Robbie had to have oral surgery, mm. two teeth cut out, um, and he has the longest roots you've ever seen in your life. Stinks yeah. so bad. Yeah. Mm. So he's recovering. I think he's good to go. It's been a couple of days, so he's he's doing a little better. But what's super funny is so I left Rig, our oldest, at home in charge of him for a couple oh, of hours. Oh, my word. And um, I'm sure you will all get to know Rig through different stories that we share on the podcast because they're so good you can't help but share them that's
1: right but anyway I could live at your house and be a fly on the wall just to hear the conversations yeah rig moments
0: um so he he's in charge and he's on that hybrid school schedule so he was at home and I had been there all morning taking care of Robbie and I said rig I've got to go run and do a few things I'm gonna leave you in charge um you just make sure daddy's okay and if he needs anything so he's like okay so I leave and after I'd been gone for a little while, I called and I said, hey, just want to check on how things go. And he was like, uh-huh. And I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, well, I'm just a little emotional over here. And I said, well, what do you mean? Why? Why are you emotional? He said, well, you know, he, he's being kind of needy right now. And, and I'm just afraid, you know. It, that I'm gonna screw this up and it's not gonna be good for me. <laughs> and I said, "Ring! Oh my gosh! I'm like, you have no responsibility here, love. I'm like, all you need to do is just make sure Daddy's okay. You know, if something happens, you call me. You have no responsibility other than that. But he was like, you know, he's being he's being kind of needy right now. And, and if I don't, you know, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, it's gonna it's not gonna be good for me. And I'm thinking uh, like, what does he think's gonna happen? You know? <laughs> so yeah, that was so. Then when I got home, I'm like. Rig, you're relieved of your duties, you know, (laughs) like go take a breather, you know, (laughs) I'm like so funny, but yeah, so that's been, that's been our
1: week. That is great. What are we talking about
0: today? So today we are going to talk about what it looks like to lead yourself well so that you can lead others well.
1: Mm, What a great topic.
0: It's such a good topic and something I think really, truly needs to be discussed because the life that we live as a believer in Jesus Christ is a call to action yes and if we are to be held above reproach and should be above reproach in all of our actions how do we do that how do we lead ourselves so that we are open and able to lead others what do you think about that
1: jules yeah i, I think well i have always lived by this that you can't take somebody else where you haven't been yourself right so if i'm not filling up and and allowing God's word to minister to me and and leading myself, then I surely can't take somebody else there.
0: Correct. Correct. And it's such a I truly believe as we live our life in Christ that what we're doing outside of ourselves should be an overflow. Yes. So if I'm investing in anybody, if I'm leading a ministry, if I'm discipling my kids, whatever that looks like for us in each season of life should be coming from a place of what's already happening in your own personal walk with the Lord.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But I would say this, Candy, because I think there are probably some listeners out there going, well, um, I've been trying, but this is a pretty dry season. So we're going to talk about that yes. at, toward the end today. So Absolutely. hang with us uh, if you find yourself in that place, because I've been there, too. Mm-hmm. Just doing what, sure. you know. Yeah.
0: You get tired or exhausted yeah. or burnout. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely talk about that a little bit further along in the podcast. But right now we're going to start off with what does that practically look like? How do you lead yourself yeah right and one of the greatest things that we can do is model our own quiet time with the lord or you might want to call it your quality time with the lord right what do you do at home to experience spiritual growth you know and so for me it's getting into the word until the word gets into me you know that is something that I live by and that I promote in my own life. And it's something I try to pour in and to encourage others to do because it's a, it's a serious thing. Right. Yeah. And I feel like when the Lord called us into a relationship, when we have salvation in him, that is not a call to be lazy. Yeah. It's a call to be a lifelong learner. Yes. Right. As a disciple, we follow after him and are there seasons maybe that are going to be more inactive? Sure. But overall, we should be learning. Yeah. We should be following after him, which requires us to do things,
1: mm-hmm. right? What you- well, I was just going to say, yes, absolutely. And the amazing thing about that is, is that the creator of the universe longs for us to spend time with him. That's right. And we have the privilege. And I think sometimes we think of that as more of a duty, you mm-hmm. know, having to read the word, having to do this or having to do this. But really it it is just that we get to, we get to come to him, we get to spend time with him. And maybe just thinking about that a little bit differently, because I think when we think spiritual disciplines, a lot of times we think that word discipline is a word that we love to hate. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Candy, that you are way more disciplined than I am. That's your personality. You got your list. You know, right, right. It may happen in my life, or it may not, because I'm not gonna have a list right. more than likely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I think different personalities, you know, lend themselves different ways. So, absolutely, it, it can become a checklist mm-hmm. rather than a love relationship. Correct.
0: Yeah. And I think, so it's so important for us to distinguish between what it means to be disciplined versus what it is to be legalistic. Yes. Right. So legalism would be something, it is like that list that you're checking off because you feel like you have to do a certain number of tasks in order to earn something or in order to feel a certain way about yourself. Mm -hmm. In your mind, you have to do all of these things. Whereas, a healthy discipline, healthy forms of discipline would be, I want to do all of these things because it is stemming from the love that I have for Jesus Christ. And it stems from the desire that I have to want to know him more. So it's not that I'm necessarily going to gain anything from him. It is, I just want to be with him. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, Robbie's been talking a lot lately about have we gotten to a place where we don't enjoy God anymore, you yeah. know? And so when we think about that and we think about spending time with the Lord in, in whatever way that happens for you, like in your quiet time, in worship, you know, when you go to church, um, when you're praying, you know, are we getting to a place where we're able to enjoy him yes. or are we just checking off things on the list because we know it's something we should do, right? Right. Yeah, you know the psalm
1: well, I'm just thinking about the psalmist who said, Taste and see that the Lord is good mm-hmm. and um I was I was listening to I don't even know who where I heard this recently, but someone talking about the rabbis Uh, in israel will go into a preschool class and they will take honey with them Mm. and they will let the children dip their finger in the honey and taste it and they said that's what it's like to to get into god's word and to read you know and to understand yeah and so think about the sweetness of honey and how that it just is so sweet to our taste but the word of God that when we taste and see that he is good, yeah, then you just want more and more and you just, you, you can't wait to right. get with him.
0: Absolutely. And I think, so being in the word is a very practical way that we can lead ourselves in order to lead others. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we're doing in our own private personal walk with the Lord when nobody is watching, nobody is looking, nobody expects anything. When If we're doing that, then we're not going to be able to help but pour that into other people so it becomes easier to lead others because we have a place that we're leading from right right i would say another crucial element to leading others well is being transparent yes so when we lead ourselves um, obviously there are things that the lord allows in our life um, a lot of different things that he really truly wants to use for a very specific purpose and often a platform. Mm -hmm. And so when he wants to use those things, we have to be willing to open up ourselves to a certain extent to share that. Right. There's a lot of transparency that comes along with Um, leading yourself and then leading others Mm -hmm. you know I mean even in discipleship you know like in in my groups over the years there will be things that I may be going through personally and when I come to group I expect the girls to tell me what's going on in their life Mm -hmm. right I expect them to say hey I need prayer for this Mm -hmm. or this is going on and so if I'm not coming to the table and willing to do the same exact thing how Mm -hmm. can I expect them to do that right Right. and I, I can remember I mean I guess this was about three years three or four years back where I was struggling with an intense season of anxiety. And I really had a hard time personally, and I was struggling through this. And I thought, I can't not go to my group and tell them. Like if I don't tell them, I'm negating everything I'm teaching of them. I need them to know what's going on so that they can pray for me, right? right? And hold me accountable and and be in my life. So you have to lead from that place. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're going to take a quick break. And I know we're right in the middle of some some great discussion, but we'll we'll be back in just a few moments.
1: As you lead your disciple making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty and access to our
0: online forums and groups We will provide you with prayer and personal support,
1: practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com.
0: And we're back. Um, Okay, so we were talking about what it looks like to be transparent.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and as you were talking, I was thinking that that's easier for some people than others. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even as we think about our groups, I know in my group recently we had a conversation. Uh, there, it was like a breakthrough for one of, one of the members of my group. Now, we've been together almost a year wow. in, in a discipleship relationship, but it was it was after that length of time mm-hmm. that she finally felt free enough to share. So I think that's different. For all of us, right. you know, but I, I think the critical thing is knowing that God uses, like you said just a moment ago, God uses those experiences in our lives mm-hmm. um, to, to to pour into others. I heard, I think it was Beth Moore say one time that our greatest misery sometimes becomes our greatest ministry. Wow, and, Yeah, that's um, so good. Isn't that true?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the whole adage, God takes a mess and turns it into a message, right. you know, like everything in our life that has been complete chaos or that on the outside just looks like a complete mess. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he has a plan for that mess, Mm -hmm. right?
1: (laughs) Yes. And I think as leaders, sometimes we, we are hesitant because we think we've got to have it all together. Yes. That's so
0: true. It's like, we're, we're expected to have all the answers and so then even sometimes you start believing you might have all the answers and you're <laughs> like, yes. wait a second, I don't have all the answers, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. know, so then it's like, okay, I've got to keep my own pride in check because mm-hmm. I, people come to me for answers, but yes. I'm not going to always necessarily have all of the answers, right. right? I'm yeah. a I'm a lifelong learner just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, so w- what are your thoughts? Anything on that, Jules?
1: No, I agree wholeheartedly with it. You know, Scripture talks about, uh, in 1 Timothy and Titus, it talks about, Uh, Being above reproach, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a part of the the vulnerability that when if we keep those secrets to ourselves, absolutely, you know, then the enemy can play havoc in our life. That's right. When we're when we share those things, those struggles, then then we allow others into that with us to pray and to support us and to encourage us.
0: Absolutely, I think, and I tell this to the girls that I get to meet with all the time, and it definitely goes for leaders. Satan would want nothing more than to keep us isolated. Absolutely. You know, so isolated in whatever our struggles are or whatever is happening in our life, even not necessarily a circumstance that's happening, but maybe a feeling, a feeling that you're having, Mm -hmm. you know. And so if we keep those things to ourselves, there's more. Satan has more power and control over that. But immediately as we voice that, he begins to lose
1: power. That's exactly
0: Immediately right. because truth now can be spoken. That's right. Right? Yeah. And, you know, I remember reading a book a long time ago about a, a lady who was going through um, heart failure. She had been diagnosed with heart failure. And she talked about how when she would go periods of time without reading her Bible, how the world spoke louder to her than the word did
1: Mm. so the
0: the lies of the world yeah or maybe even what the world believes to be true was speaking louder to her than the word of god was Mm -hmm. because she wasn't in the word of god so therefore what she was hearing and receiving and accepting was something coming from the outside yeah you know and so it is so important that we open up about those things not only open up verbally we need to open up the word and we need to be in the word so that that is not happening we are getting truth yeah. people are speaking it to us the holy spirit is speaking it to us and therefore um we're not believing all the lies we're not staying isolated in those things that's mm-hmm. the most unhealthy thing we can
1: mm-hmm. do that's so true I, i'm thinking about that passage in ephesians you know where it talks about the the armor of god and it talks about the schemes of mm-hmm. the devil uh, and absolutely that's that word in greek methodea which is he has a method, and and as leaders, I think we have a bullseye on us, you sure. know, because he would love nothing more than to bring us down, take us and out, to, to make us fall, and to make us. So if 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 we're isolated and we're listening to those messages, then we we don't understand that you know what the enemy has you right where he wants you, Absolutely. and so if if we're not. Taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and praying at all times, then we set ourselves wide open to the enemy's attack.
0: Absolutely, and I think part of this leading yourself well—we've talked about the quiet time, you know, getting into the Word. We talked about being transparent, and really a huge part of leading yourself well is living in accountability. Yes, you know, and and that need that is—I can't even stress to you how important that is. And you mentioned when we see we have a bulls eye on our back right and we and we know this from being in ministry and being leaders we see people fall all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when we go back and we want to ask those people okay let let's figure out how did this happen you know like where where how have we gotten to a place where sometimes this thing this mm-hmm. occurs and there you know I'm not judging them by any means because anybody can fall. It can happen to anybody. But I like to think: like, I wonder, were they, were they reading their Bible?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Were they letting other people into their life? Mm-hmm. Were they living in accountability where others truly knew them, mm-hmm. or were they on an island by themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know the answers to all of that in some of these situations, but I have to believe they're not letting people into their life. They're not being held accountable. They're off doing their own thing. And then before they know it, they find themselves in a situation that's completely unacceptable and inappropriate. Yeah. And so it's important for us to know as leaders, we need people in our life that are going to hold us accountable, right? That are going to walk and live life alongside of us. And we do that for them as well. It's Mm -hmm. a two way street. Mm -hmm. And it all stems from what are you allowing in your life so that you can pour it out to somebody else? You know, are you leading yourself well so that you can lead others well? That's truly. Yeah,
1: I think important. I think that's definitely true. And I think that probably the statistics of that would be more so that we're we're not in God's word versus what I'm about to say. But I do think there are times and seasons in our lives where we can be doing all those right things. And sure. yet we just feel like heaven is closed up. Right. You know a drive. Yes, I remember a season in my life after I had been in God's word and I had been in an intense season with him, working on a project, and, and when I came out of that season, it was like I couldn't hear the Lord for, for anything. And, yeah. and I would pray and I feel like I went through a time of depression even at that point in time. Cause I think I had been so with the Lord that that season that he drew me out uh, or that I, you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't hear from him. And so I just did what I knew to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, went through the motions I didn't feel like it right and, and there were many days I woke up and I didn't want to but the only thing I knew to do was get into God's word and I remember in uh, uh, I was reading just in De- Deuteronomy 6 I mean because it was the next reading you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and it talked about the Israelites in the wilderness and that how the Lord had had them there strategically in the wilderness in order to test them to see if That's there good. was you know any pride there and so the Lord just said okay girl, <laughs> you know, yeah, you've been on this high, sure. but but are you still going to do the things that you know to do, even in the wilderness? So okay. good, because I'm still here. I hadn't gone anywhere, and I hear you, but but I'm I am testing you, mm-hmm. you know, to see are you are you just talking it, or are you going to walk it too? And so I think we can get worn out. I think there are times in the wilderness, uh, and one of the passages I read, even in that, was in Exodus, I believe, where it just said that they look to the wilderness and they saw the glory of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage anybody out there today who is in that maybe wilderness season thinking, oh my gosh, will I ever get out of this? Just keep doing the things that you know to do. Get into God's word. You may not feel like it, but read it and read it out loud. Because here's the deal. When we read the word out loud, the enemy has to flee. That's right. Because the word of God is what? It's living and active and and sharper. sharper Yes. I think we've said that before. And so we know that God's word has power. Absolutely. And so when we're reading it when we're listening to it, even put praise music on, yes. do whatever it takes to, to take captive the thoughts. Right. Tune thoughts. your heart in. Yes. yes to the Lord. Yes. 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 And you may not feel it immediately. And I mean, this period lasted for a while in my life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so it wasn't overnight that that changed. Right. But I just hung in there doing the things I knew to do, staying in God's word and seeking his face and, and the change occurred. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I, I, there was one day I, I remember I, I was just laughing. And, and I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, my joy has returned, you oh, know. Wow. And yeah. so it was like a, a light. I mean, it just it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I happened. think
0: what you're saying, you know, going through such a dry, maybe even a dark season, um, the fact that you're able to still do the things that you knew to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so and sometimes in those seasons, the things of the Lord and the disciplines that we sometimes used to take joy in maybe become a checklist. Yes. And that's yes. okay for a season. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, 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 there's no telling what's going to happen in everybody's mm-hmm. life at different points and times. And so sometimes reading your Bible may be a checklist and going to church may be a checklist, but you continue to do the things that you know, yeah. like you have said, and that you've been taught and none of that will go to waste, right? The that's Lord exactly will right. show up yes. and he will speak, yes. you know, to you um, and he will Bring you through that wilderness. And so you just continue to have hope if that's that's the season that you find yourself in. Um, We're going to be talking in the next week about what does stewardship look Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in the different ways that we steward what God has given us and what God has allowed in our life.
1: Julie, you want to say anything about that before we move on? Well, I'm just, I just want to share um, a passage of scripture in first Timothy chapter four, verse 16. It says this, and I think this applies to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things for in doing this, you will save both yourself and, and your, hearers. your hearers. Yeah, that's so exactly right. Yeah.
0: Julie and I happen to both be reading in first Timothy mm-hmm. around the same time. So we're, we're, I think we must be in the same exact reading plan. And, um, I had, made some notes on first timothy chapter 4 as well and what really stuck out to me i want to read it to you it's first um, timothy 4 verses 7 through 12 it says rather train yourself for godliness for while bodily training is of some value godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come if you skip down to verse 11 it says command and teach these things let no one despise you for your youth but set the believers an example in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity mm, so good you know Rich. so i mean yeah. he says Paul says, train yourself. You have to do something. You have to train yourself in godliness. Then later he says, I need you to teach these things. You command these things to others. And then, you know, on the backside, he says, you have to be an example. That's right. And so we have to be the trendsetters in the world today Mm -hmm. because there are plenty of examples out there. Which Mm -hmm. ones do you want to follow? Mm -hmm. Right. We need to be the one. Believers in Jesus Christ need to be the ones to set that example in all those areas that he tells us. Speech conduct,
1: love, faith, purity. Yeah, and, and that verse I read, he says, persevere mm-hmm. in these things. In these things. Yes, it's not easy. And and I have been thinking recently about um, the passage in Hebrews where he says that we uh, fix our eyes. We That's run good. with endurance the race that is set before us. Yes, yeah. fixing our eyes on Jesus right. who is the author and the perfecter of our faith and ministry. We've been here. Who for the joy set before him, he endured end the, the cross, Christ. despised the shame, but now I see that the right hand of the Father. That's amen. a good way to end. Yeah, you amen. Yeah, Love I'll it. see you next time. Okay, yes. see you
0: next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.